Depression is a motherfucker. You have options. Go to mentalhealth.gov to learn more or call 1-800-273-8255 if you need immediate help. My name is Joshua Gilmore from the Nowhere California and Ectopod podcast. You are not alone. You're never alone. You are now entering Nowhere California. If you love what you hear, you can find us on your favorite podcast search engines and subscribe. And also, if you don't mind, leave us a like or a review. And if hearing us is not enough, you can always get your Nowhere California fix by going to NowhereCalifornia.com. And you can send your thoughts, ideas, or some random bullshit to our email, which is Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Don't forget, we are Nowhere California. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011. This is Doug. And it's Josh. And this is Phil. And welcome to Nowhere, California. <laughs> I was waiting for that. That's, that's tradition right there. Oh, it's got to be. Um, it, it, out of all the episodes we do throughout the year, I know we there's we have those benchmark episodes. We have the why. We have the anniversary episodes. Yeah. We just have all those random ones where it's just like, oh, yay, this is this episode. That's the way I felt with this one. Yeah. Uh, Halloween episodes are always a blast. There's so much that's wrapped up in Halloween for me that October 1st through October 31st is just, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's like the orgasmic month for me. Yeah. Before like, we dive deep into that list. No, I understand yeah, that. Yeah. But I was just trying to find a way to describe it. Like, orgasmic Halloween, like, October is just the fucking tits for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for generally between, like, October 23rd and October 29th. Because that's when we always get our goddamn heat wave just before winter, and so we're back to shorts and t-shirts again for a fucking week. Yeah. And, you know, and with the Amazon being gone now, it's probably longer. Right? <laughs> Climate change. Yeah, but before we really get balls deep in that lovely, lovely mm. orange and black holiday. The spooky time. Yeah. Uh, just to get some uh, house cleaning, I guess? Um, as you're getting this on October 31st, the lovely month of November should be filled up with a lot of great episodes, including our interviews, conversations, and fun from the LA Comic Con. Yes, and I decided to take a more proactive approach to this with you. What do you mean? Since you're the only one who edits, because that's your thing, you have the program, that's your zen, I'm not going to fuck with your zen because I don't want you to fuck with my zen. I, I don't know how you would because I don't know what Asian this is, right? Apparently, you know. But at least in my brain, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna coach this shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You're I'm gonna, gonna go Mickey on my ass. Yeah, I'm Are gonna be in Mickey a, from Rocky or Mickey Mouse. No, Mickey from Rocky. I'm gonna get in there, and be like, get in there, Rocky, hit them fucking sheep, fucking whatever, goddamn bones. I don't. Well, I've never seen Rocky. Yeah. yeah. So Mickey Mouse hit those fucking slabs of beef, you piece of shit. Okay. There Are you go. Yeah. <laughs> Tell, like send him the script of what to tell me. Exactly. You're gonna crap lightning and you're gonna fart thunder. Okay. Oh, you know, did that like did that like Mickey Mouse? Did that one like Mickey Mouse? Oh yeah. You're gonna crap lightning and you're gonna fart thunder. <laughs> I'm gonna record that. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna keep on you about editing 
in a, in a very positive reinforcement kind of way. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to talk shit, but I'm going to be like, hey, bud, like, how's everything going? Hey. With that little dance? <laughs> if I can text and move my arms at the same time, I'll fucking do it. All you got to do is, like, I'm doing a little dance. Yeah. You know, I'm typing with my penis. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna stay more proactive approach on the, yeah, on the interviews I need with it, you. And it's just more to, like, within the next coming year, like, we got a lot of plans, like, a lot of different goals and everything for the new year. And for me, I'm really want to get back into having more interviews going like phone right. interviews and giving the con interviews well i think i think out. something that's going to help is the decision that you and i made uh last month when kind of starting to plan the logistics for this con and kind of realizing you know what all we have to do to go to a con because it's not just as simple as going down because we have families and work schedules yeah. and things like that we have decided that instead of trying to go to as many cons as we can throughout the year we are now going to streamline ourselves down to just two. So from now on, you guys, we're going to be focusing solely on LA Comic Con and Ontario Comic Con. Unless, unless, yeah, unless there's something that draws us to another con. If Days of the Dead comes back to LA, you can bet your goddamn horror ass yeah. we're going to be there. And or just some, in general, like if like something Long happens Beach. at Long Beach, yeah, yeah or some, we go to Nostalgia Con, right. Honestly, there's so many cons out there. There could be just one that randomly pops up where it's like, oh, fuck, we got to go to that one. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not saying we're just going to say fuck all our cons. Well, I'm like just saying, one... like, we're we're really going to focus our attention yeah. on Ontario and Because there's this Los one, Angeles. there's an arcade con that happens over here in there's Sacramento. There's so many cons. Well, this one where it's all arcade systems and everything, too, oh, which nice. would be kind of cool to yeah. go and talk to people and everything. But yeah. just to get it out there... November is going to be our LA Comic Con coverage, and this is what we're looking at for the next year is kind of streamlining our yeah. con coverages and just kind of getting more fluid. Yeah, fluidity. Fluidity and everything. So now it, it's time to raise that veil. See, okay. We're talking about Halloween. People. I did not. I, I, I was racking my brain today. Not really. Like, about a minute. Um... Like, what would be a good segue to get into Halloween? And then I was like, Halloween doesn't need a fucking segue. You just yeah. say Halloween, and everyone's like, I'm on board. Yeah. Because Halloween is the goddamn greatest holiday. Because sure as hell Christmas doesn't need a segue because Chris- it's here in September. Fuck, I know. It's Chris- already, the lights are already up at Target. I don't understand that. I, okay, I get your love of Christmas. I get it. Whatever. Fucking nutmeg and uh, eggnog bullshit. What? Well, yeah, whatever. Like... Why do you have to trickle it in so far in advance? See, like, I came to my house dressed like Dracula. <laughs> there you go. See, <laughs> fuck. Like, That'd be cool, Santa. Though. <laughs> oh, right. like, what? Dracula, what, Santa. Like, what? What is it? Like, why does Christmas have to trickle in so goddamn? Because early? it makes bank for stores. But it makes bank for stores. I get that. But when you make bank still if it only occurred from like middle of November to December like why does it have to come out I vaguely remember a holiday in 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 November no one cares about that holiday yeah well that's exactly it I mean if you really think about what Thanksgiving actually is nowadays it's everybody getting dressed up for church and hanging out in their kitchen and going shopping yeah well well, food is important yes but what the The turkey belongs on the coke can just like Santa Claus does. Everybody needs a turn. Well, so, that's the whole you know? thing. Like, I work retail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And holidays blur together. Right. Like, when I'm actually able to go, fuck this job. Yeah. And actually go, 
oh, there's holidays I can actually go enjoy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, if it wasn't for Tim Burton seeing Christmas and Halloween together at a store, we would not have had Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, that's he, just that's an inspiration true. there. Yeah. He, saw, he saw that. The problem that I have oh, yeah. with it, the problem that I have with it is, is people treat Halloween like a commercial holiday. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. No holiday should be treated. No, no holiday should be treated commercially because every holiday has honest, positive meanings. Has oh, some yeah. folklore behind it, whether or not it's skewed or not, or whether or not you believe in that religion that celebrates that holiday. Mm-hmm. What? But also, what have you? Like the like the mythos and everything to it. There's a lot of them that are built on positivity and everything. Right. Like, oh, absolutely. Well, Thanksgiving, being thankful. Yeah, you were you were talking well, about and this then, earlier. Yeah. Did you hear this bullshit about someone? putting a petition up for change.org that uh, moving Halloween to a floating holiday where it'll be the last Saturday of October so it, can, it won't Suck be on the... Right, exactly, because like, okay, whatever like, I understand that like, Halloween has Halloween parties and people dress slutty and drink and <laughs> well, do all that shit That's the, but the whole Halloween. But yeah, but the whole thing about Halloween, the reason it is what it is Halloween occurs on October 31st because of the pagan ritualistic mm-hmm. notion that October 31st occurs and it's the point in the world that mm-hmm. the, the veil between the afterlife and I guess current life whatever you want to call it whatever this? pronoun you want to use yeah. to describe us mm-hmm. that is when the veil is the thinnest so con- connections with the afterlife be it psychological or, or mental or emotional or whatever are stronger and it allow and some spirits depending upon what kind of spirits they are and what they're what they're from can roam Earth to get a what call Yeah, to get a little luxury vacation for a day. Physical plane and ethereal plane. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so so yeah. So ghosts mm-hmm. from the ethereal plane can cross over mm-hmm. to the physical plane mm-hmm. and get visit their loved ones. Well, yeah. it's mostly yeah. visiting no, your loved it, ones and it's yeah. And also, life. It's. <coughs> uh, Letting the people that are mourning those people know that they're still there. I mean, yeah. if you want to think about it conceptually, it'd be like taking Dios de la Mortes and yeah. moving it to a fucking floating Exactly. Holiday. Right. You know, and it doesn't It doesn't well, work. Well, it's like you just said the whole party aspect of it. From my knowledge of all this forever, yeah. is usually it's the week before Halloween. That's when the dipshits can go get their drink on yeah. and have their Halloween parties yeah. so they can wake up. Sunday morning and be hung over three in the afternoon going it burns to pee yeah <clears throat> you know and don't I mean I, I get it I get the concept of like the dress up party and the fun yeah. and I get all that and but I also but I also get it from a parental standpoint because there is the parental caveat that like you know, having Halloween occur during the week on a school night is hard to take the kids trick-or-treating. But in my brain, like, when I went trick-or-treating, I was home by nine. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. like... Well, and also, too, like, at this house, at least, I don't know... Well, you live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh-huh. And you're... In the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> we barely get anybody here. Like, yeah. I really want to get a boss. Well, that's... Be- well, I mean, that's the thing now, is most trick-or-treating occurs... And there's usually trunk-or-treat trunk things treats going and on. churches, or, parking lots, things like that, because now people mm-hmm. are uncomfortable trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. door to door. Yeah, you know, and I get that. I get that. We're no longer in that age. And I get what you want to do parentally by having your kid be able to do it on a Saturday and can stay out late and eat candy and watch movies. I get all... I get that. 
But by moving it to a floating holiday, you're removing the folklore aspect and you're removing what Halloween actually stands for. Yeah, pretty much. And you're turning it into the commercial holiday that everybody claims it is already. Exactly. When it's not. And I and I don't mean to get so passionate about it. You know, because it's I mean, yeah, I mean that's the thing, is like what's to stop them moving Christmas? What's to stop them moving Thanksgiving? Arbiting. What's to stop yeah, what's to stop them moving Memorial Day? What's don't to fucking st- touch Arbor Day. Right, don't fuck with Flag Day, you know, whatever. But I, I I get passionate about it because I have studied the the pagan side because mm-hmm. of the fact of, of the interest that my wife and I have from a non religious standpoint of our interest in paganism and 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 ritualistic you know well, that, rich, and witchcraft and, and things like that like how we talked about when we first really started talking about this the mythos yeah. the the thing that built the holiday to what it is right. even as dumb as Groundhog's Day the myth mythological stuff about that and the yeah. freaking road scene a shadow and everything right. there's a reason it became a holiday right yeah so and that's a reason it became a national holiday too right and it bothers me that companies like sneakers sneakers say if this passes that they're going to give out free sneakers in honor of it no don't don't you be withholding candy. yeah like it's ridiculous that like that like the people that corporations and people want to turn this into a corporate holiday when it's already got that bit of tinge behind it because people see Christmas and Halloween and Valentine's Day and all these things as corporate holidays to sell greeting cards and and all that fucking stupid oh I'm an intellectual bullshit no there is a core fundamental belief behind the concept of Christmas and Halloween and Dias de la Mortis and all of these things and to turn around and want to commercialize them for your luxury to get drunk on a Saturday night and possibly hook up is bullshit it is it is total bullshit it's like you said you have your party the weekend before Mm -hmm. plain and simple have your party Saturday night Recover Sunday. Wear your lingerie and get drunk the week before. Don't yeah. fuck with my holiday. Exactly. So now that I've completely outed myself as a pagan, yeah. let's uh, let's actually get to the discussion topic because yeah. I actually have like some really exploding ideas. In yeah. Uh, cool. If whenever these topics come to mind, it's usually me at work. See, that's what the funny thing is. Is like you. Like because you spend so much time at your at work, a lot of your ideas come from when you're at work. A lot of my ideas come from when I'm driving because I'm driving around so much. So like, it's just wherever you spend the most time is generally where your ideas come from. Where your mind just flows. Right. Yeah. When you're just see, I should be pay, you should be figuring out if the right price tag is on the goddamn thing. I should be paying attention to whether or not I'm on the right side of the road. But we're just like, hmm, what sounds like a good idea? It, it's more, it's God's work. Yeah, it's yeah. God's, yeah. Well, I, I let Jesus take the wheel. God can take care of my mind. I'm yeah, good. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, the idea came around when the Banana Splits movie was yeah, That's released. right. It was, like, this wholesome family car- cartoon show, which, honestly, was an acid trip on its own, uh-huh. was released. They did a movie, and it's a freaking hardcore Horror movie. Horror movie. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'm, I'm yeah, like, your rental fee is almost up, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> I have a certain plan with this. I really want to do a blind commentary to okay. it. And yeah. it's going to be this weekend. Okay. But, um, yeah, that that was the thing that kind of started the idea rolling in my head. And then I started thinking about different things, too, where, mm-hmm. like, our good friend Chuck Norris folks movie, uh-huh. Getting Schooled, kind of took the world of Breathless Club and... Made oh. into a slasher film. Yeah, exactly. I wanted us to take three intellectual properties, IPs, that have nothing to do with horror. And then I wanted us to jam some horror up in it. So that's basically what we're going to do right now, is go through our list. 
uh, we're going to do our usual round, round the table action. Right. And uh, it's not really a competition, but our third entries we're considering our kill shots. And the thing behind that is we want to make it where the other two go, what the fuck? Yeah, like like the mind-blowing, like, yeah. like the, the one that makes us question whether or not we should be friends with the other yeah. person. Or, or question each other's sanity. No, that one I've got. Yeah, so... I mean, if you if you hadn't started to question my sanity after 16 years, I'm pretty sure there's nothing I can say at this point that'll make you question well, my sanity. Likewise, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you questioned my sanity in like week two. Yeah, likewise. Exactly. So uh, I think you were questioning my sanity when I was talking about Mexican prisons. I know, considering <laughs> the joke. Yeah, that was that's a that's a callback. Yeah. So okay, so who wants to our origin? Uh, okay, uh, that's cool. It's good to start with me because mine are pretty short. So the, the sooner we get to you guys, the better. So uh, the first yeah, one. Don't discredit yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm not discrediting. I just, I just know my, I know my limits. At this point, <laughs> at this point, these are getting so built up in my head because it's just. I, so 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 I know he's going to be so disappointed. <laughs> okay, all right. So the first one I got is uh, what if uh, Pinocchio, um, you, you know, was turned into a horror movie? That'd so, be cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like, if I, I kind of got to thinking, like, what would I like to see? But you know, it's like um, it, it, it was done before. There was a movie called po- Pinocchio's Revenge, but it was like all in the kids. It, 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 like that. It yeah, was, it was pretty bad, but I'm like, let's uh, let's keep it in the time frame that it was supposed to, and uh, you know, she brings uh, the puppet, you know, to life with uh, no soul, no conscience. Uh, the first thing he does is kill fucking Jiminy Cricket. Says, "I'm not going to do what you're going to say," and then he starts telling lies at school, and he starts whittling weapons. Uh, out of his uh, carved noses, and he starts just going around the town slaughtering people. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, jabbing his you know broken broken nose right up Stromboli's ass or something like that. <laughs> you know, so it's like uh, yeah, well, it just, we, do, it was, we do have a history on nowhere when it comes to Pinocchio. Yeah, where we talked about uh, pedophile uh, bestiality. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah we, so talked, we talked about the donkey show. Yeah, it, it, it does this include a donkey show in your? Um, oh, well, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, he 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 like takes it over and stuff like that and i think he guts him and shit like that you know it's like really really dark and then uh, he uh, deliberately throws geppetto to monstro you know nice. you know stuff like that it's almost like a bright bird yeah uh, pretty much you know just he's just sitting around going i have no idea where geppetto's geppetto's body is held <laughs> and then he's got more you know you know more weapons so that, that, so that was like my first he, one. Yeah. He consistently has ammo just by lying. Yes. He yeah. continues to lie, so therefore he can fashion weapons. Just, and just I was talking, a, he's, he's the unlimited ammo chief. Exactly. You know, he breaks one off. He and... fashions bows, <laughs> arrows, axes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're talking, we're talking a little fucking psycho here, right? I mean, talk so about you, a mass shooter's wet dream. Yeah, he's exactly. got unlimited ammo. Yeah, man. all he has to do is lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I like that one. And all he has yeah. to say to get that to get that you know, wooden thing is to, mm-hmm. to lie. Just say, I'm a good boy. Chop. Yeah. I'm a good boy. Chop. Yeah. I'm a good boy. Chop. God, yeah. imagine that's that. The that's uh, a kink right there. Yeah, dude. there you go. That's the poster. Pinocchio. And Pinocchio just stand there and says, I'm a, a good, good boy. boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. I wish I had Photoshop skills because when we do shit like this, I would love to make the movie posters for this oh, shit. Yeah. So oh, that's, that, like that that's first a good one. way to right. start the tone. Right? All right. Thank you. I, okay. I can't wait to hear yours. Okay. Um, th- my first one is still kind of a work in progress. All right. So I'm going to just give you guys what I have so far. Sure, sure. Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. 
Where what you got? Basically, uh, the dad, the Tom Hanks character, uh-huh. the wife dies in a car accident, and he suffers from horrible insomnia. Okay. And basically falls down this rabbit hole just hallucinating and just mm-hmm. not being able to sleep. It messes with you like that. So his son decides to jumpstart his dad by running away to the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. During his dad's journeys across the country to get to his son, he starts hallucinating these violent acts, these murders. Just as you go further and further into insomnia, your mind just goes to shit. And this is what's happening to him. And basically the ending is where he finds his son at the Empire State Building, but the cops have been following him the entire time. All these violent acts, all these murders, and just everything oh. he's been causing. Oh, so they're not hallucinations. It, it's that hallucinations that's something else, but he's so far gone mentally from the insomnia. Yeah. That he, so you're kind of American psycho this Oh, sucker. yeah. But the key thing is also, too, when he gets, when he's, every, the cops are like, dude, you've been doing all these murders. What the hell are you doing? Mm. It's revealed that his son died in the crash with the wife. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And then, Man, that's intense. The thing I'm still trying to figure out is if I would want him to jump off the top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> that's up. I mean, no. I, I could give you an addendum to it that would allow him to get off the building, but would yeah. still kind of be cool. Yeah. He, got, he, he just books ass running towards the cops, and they shoot him a bunch, and he falls off the building. Yeah, Ooh. well... The Empire City Building has a, that safety gate thing around the whole top where it's like, mm-hmm. there's no way in hell you're going to get through it. I say make it your own, choo- choose your own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I think that's what you need to do. Alternate ending, yeah. one ending, he jumps, one ending, But still, just to reveal that his son's been dead the entire time. Oh, yeah. He's been tripping No matter what, it's country. not going to end happily. Yeah. yeah. So, that's mine. Slip in Seattle. I just fucked up a romantic comedy classic. Nice. <laughs> hey, it's still be Tom Hanks. I would kill for Tom Hanks. I would kill for Tom Hanks to do that, yeah. I really wish, I really, I not wish, I just hope in this this instance, I hope that Tom Hanks, just in the back of his head, knows that the last role he's ever going to play before he officially retires is a psycho killer. I would love for the final movie of Tom Hanks, and this is how it's touted, final movie from Tom Hanks, and he's just a fucking psychopathic Mm -hmm. killer. Well, you know, uh, Psycho Celebrity Project. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So okay. So, so your first one. My first one. All right. <coughs> my first one is Fraggle Rock. Oh goody! I was hoping somebody would do it. Yeah. So so the the town that is above Fraggle Rock, um, Doc shows up to town and he's just this weird like he's he's like foaming at the mouth, kind of very rabiesy. I don't oh, know yeah. if you can use rabies as an adverb. Yeah. Um, well, you but, just did. California. Yeah, he's yeah. very rabiesy. Like he's he's like he's trying to attack people and and all this stuff. And he eventually has to be put down. Okay. He gets, he gets shot. You know, um, the the local sheriff kills him. <laughs> very much like the crazies. Or, you know, yes, like yes. What, or Kuji, yeah. yeah. So you I know, was about to go old yeller, but you know, know, I don't think no, you really no, no, into Doc Doc gets murdered. You know, okay. well, yeah, shot by the police. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they're as they you know are doing the autopsy, they find that like his whole chemical makeup, like his whole body chemical makeup, is completely changed, and it's it all stems from a bite that they find on him. And as they're investigating this, they're trying to determine like what could have made the bite, and then a kid goes missing. And they go to where the kid is, and that's the entrance to Fraggle Rock. 
And what's happened was, is because of global warming and because of the pollution of Earth and everything, we've tarnished the very DNA of the of the dirt that the Fraggle Rock mines live in, <laughs> oh that we have now changed yeah. them to the point that they have now become rabid animals and are attacking people, and, and their bite mutates, like, spreads like a disease because we've diseased them, now they're diseasing us. So because of the way we've treated the planet and all of that stuff, they, they are now rabid animals, and the, the overall arcing end of the story is that they completely destroy the city, not Fraggle Rock people, but mm-hmm. the townspeople leave the city and destroy the city by completely gas bombing the entirety of Fraggle Rock, which then, like, <laughs> crumbles the city into itself. Good lord. And, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and you think that the Fraggle, the Fraggle folks are dead, but at the very end, there's a sewer crate in another city that they didn't know reached Fraggle area because it wasn't on a map and baby Fraggle comes crawling out of the out of the sewer crate and into the next town. Hey Hollywood, we're waiting by our phones. Yeah. So Fraggle Rock because of global warming oh gets completely God, fucked it. up. From that first round alone, I'm freaking excited for the next two. Okay. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really kind of curious at this point, like how bad are our kill shots actually going to be? That's just what, what I was kind of wondering about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, not to give away mine too much. It, it, mine's kind of fucked. I mean, mine. <laughs> mine's and that's not <coughs> trying to hype myself up. Yeah. When you when mm-hmm. I say the movie. Yeah. It has some history. And when I reveal my character. Oh man, I'm looking. F- I'm All looking right. forward to both your. So triggers. Phil, drop your deuce so, here. Okay, so my second choice. So I went with the reading rainbow. What the fuck? Yeah. So, <laughs> see now that's really funny. Is like that show is just so heartwarming. It, it is, is. Very, so educational and just very, trying to get kids to yeah. read. Hell, and I don't Phil is like, and <laughs> Phil is like. Fuck it, we're gonna make it hard. It was the only thing I could think of. I mean, when Josh, well, I'm sorry. Not to steal your thunder. No, no, but go ahead. Go you ahead. made me think of Romper Room. Oh. And with oh. the mirror, and she's like, "I see Billy and I see Jenny." <laughs> like, I, my brain is going all sorts of different places. Oh uh, yeah. Like this crazy lady murdering. These yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no, that's cool. That does not that does not steal my uh, thunder at all. As a matter of fact, that adds to it. Thank you. But no, uh, so you know, t- you know, t- take uh, take that into it as well. Okay. So, like I said, you got Lamar Burton. Yeah. Yeah, Jordy. Um, you know, nobody goes to the library anymore. You know, and he's uh, you know, I'm I've got him as uh, you know, just this uh, you know, quiet librarian. And uh, well, he uh, he's a serial killer. And uh, he goes off and he uh, he murders people. And the way he murders them, he uh, they uh, they call him the literature killer, All because right. he'll uh, there was a guy found you know, uh, you know uh, in his pool with his leg ripped off, t- uh, tied to a stuffed whale, you know. <laughs> so you know he's like he's like uh, killing everybody based on certain uh, yeah, literary yeah. figures, right. you know, like Mark Twain. And they're like, he's like, my God, you know, it's someone's like, heart is r- ripped out and. Underneath the floor. Yeah, the yeah, heart. yeah, exactly. The telltale heart. And also, you know, it's like there's uh, there's like rats being fed cookies. 
mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, you know, like that. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, he is some so di- different degrees depending on what uh, what level you're reading at. Right. Yeah. Uh, is uh, the way he kills you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. definitely, you can have some fun with some kid books with that. One. Yeah, you could. And if you get the okay from like different estates and everything, like freaking Shel yeah. Silverstein's books, yeah. the freaking yeah. Gibby Tree. Holy shit! Yeah. Reading <laughs> Rainbow. See, I love the idea. I love the idea of killing somebody in an animorphs fashion and sewing <laughs> half of the body to an animal body so they look. No, yes. Gross. There you go. See. Well, well, you kind of posed a very important question there. Yeah. Um, who would cover the Reading Rainbow theme for this movie? Who would cover it? Yeah. Uh, gee. Um, you know oh, what? I have one. Oh, you got one? I have. No, go ahead and say. Yeah, since it's yours, we'll, then we'll throw out our You know what? I'll just, how about we just uh, throw it in there since it's already a really, a really dark. Why not just uh, have Rob Zombie uh, nice. do, uh, do the cover? See, his is sort of close to mine. Okay. okay. What's yours? Is, um... Go ahead and do yours. Like, I, I kind of have to think about it a little bit more. I'm really happy you asked this question because of the necklace that I wore today. Yeah. Oh, cool. I would go with Marilyn Manson. Nice. <laughs> you got my Marilyn Manson necklace on I would, today? I, I would want to go... Yeah, I would want to go differently. Like, it, it, it's perfect to go metal with it. Right. But with it being a serial killer and everything, I would probably want to go, like, almost a sublime, like, a mellow sublime song. Don't or, ever mention that band around me yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> or something to that effect. You know yeah. what I mean, though? Yeah. Yeah, or... Um, even Billie Eilish. All right. Yeah, something just m- very melodic, monotone. Yeah. Or even like have Trent Reznor go at it. Okay. Yeah. Where it's just the subtleness of the song and with him being the serial killer and everything. Yeah. Where like these deaths are freaking brutal, violent, but then mm-hmm. there's this like like monotone song is going and it's just like fuck. Or even. Really, like, getting something in the vein of, like, Nelly Furtado or something like that, where it's just make it... Like Alicia Keys? Alicia Keys or something, make it this beautiful, beautiful song as he's freaking ripping the dude's leg off to sew it to the damn well. Where it's it's kind of in the vein of uh, Reservoir Dogs Stuck in the Middle with You, where it's just... Really fun song and everything, but this cop's getting his freaking ear yeah, cut off. Yeah, ear cut off. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I my one of my dreams and one of if I ever if I ever do get to produce a full feature, um, is to have a killing scene occur with the the we're talking me and you. Oh God, yeah. And you yeah. For me. Yeah, man. I always want to do one with the safety yeah. dance. Yeah. There you yeah. go. And then there was the long just dating. Uh, Tonight Show movie we always talked about where we did the chasing to Mr. Brightside. Yep. Yeah, that song is a freaking chase song. Yep. But that, that's a good one. All right, I, thank I, you. I dug the, your Reading Rainbow one. Hey, thank you very much. All right, uh, drop a deuce. Uh, my second one, my number two, is I guess if I got to tie it to a movie, mm-hmm. it'll be Walk the Line. Okay. But it's kind of tied into also Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. All right. So it's Johnny Cash Zombie Slayer. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I forget if it's a legit story or if it's a mythos or whatever, where like Johnny Cash and Elvis met up in this bar and had a jam session. So that kind of springboarded my idea, where it's Johnny Cash stops into this dive bar in Louisiana, and Elvis is there. So they were like, "Well, let's let's jam. Let's let's just play." And they play in the music and everything, and then all of a sudden they get the bar is ascended on by zombies. And Johnny Cash is as long has been a zombie hunter this entire time. He tours mm-hmm. and everything, but kills zombies on the side. I like it. And like the like the marquee scene, like the 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 hero shot scene, would be like him and Elvis stand back to back, Johnny Cash holding his guitar case, and they're surrounded by zombies in a circle. 
and Johnny Cash goes, you ever wonder how I got Ring of Fire? (laughs) (laughs) And and he he flips a switch on his guitar case, kind of in the vein of El Mariachi, and his guitar case is a flamethrower. Nice. And he just starts circling the zombie is just taking them all out. Cool. So it's actually true. Okay. Um, it's it's referred to as the Million Dollar Quartet. It was an impromptu jazz uh, jam session involving Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and Johnny Cash, made on December fourth, nineteen fifty six, at the Sun Records Studios in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, then I don't really have to have Jerry Lewis and Carl Perkins there. No, but you take that mythos and run with it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, exactly. I mean, run with the mythos, and you may as well just have, you know, you got a Bubba Hotep and Johnny Cash yeah, exactly. teaming well, up yeah. to fight, to fight yeah, zombies. Too. I have so been Elvis since we did have Bubba Hotep with... Old Elvis. Old Elvis, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think we ever got... Did we get the Ron Perlman? No. That one never no, never, never got saw the light of day. Yeah. So I would have young Elvis because the mm-hmm. the Ron Perlman one was still the old Elvis because yes. it was the Bubba Hotep level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would have it be young Elvis with Johnny Cash, even young Johnny Cash, and just annihilating zombies. I love so it. who would you who would you cast as young Elvis and young Johnny? Have you thought young this Young Elvis, I, honestly, I would say Zac Efron. All right, there and you go. If I could, because I think he would dive into it just because he played him before. Hint, hint. Walking Phoenix. All right. I think he would have fun with it, being like, oh, "I did a serious movie. Let's do the fun movie. Let's do where I kill fucking zombies as Johnny Cash." There you yeah. go. <laughs> um, if I couldn't get Walking Phoenix, though, I would get somebody. I'd either get like Johnny Knoxville. All right. I think he'd really, really good. Or Michael yeah. Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he can, he could speak the cadence of yeah, the Johnny exactly. Cash character. So that yeah. that's my second round would be Johnny Cash the Zombie Slayer. Nice. Awesome. Or right. Johnny Cash versus the Undead, or Z- Johnny Cash versus the Zombie Apocalypse. I, I like Johnny Cash versus the Undead. That's yeah. got a real. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Cash versus the Undead. Oh, yeah. So I, now I like it'll that. be forever top of that. Nice. <laughs> so what what what's your deuce? What you dropping? My dropping deuce is going retro. Oh, and when I, I mean I retro, retro as Johnny Cash. When I, yeah, when I mean retro, I'm Maureen going. Rainbow? I'm going Cro Magnum. Oh, oh wow. I love it. Yeah, my second one involves my favorite cartoon of all time, The Flintstones. Heck yeah! And if everybody's listened to the show, there's been multiple times I've I've dropped Flintstone references and talked about Flintstones. Everyone knows my love of Flintstones. Yes. Yeah. So mine. I had to include Flintstones, and, and I, it occurred to me last night, because I hadn't had a second one yet. And okay. so I, I went with Flintstones, and it just it, it just snowballed, and, and I have the story. Okay, right. So Bedrock starts getting hit by a plague. Okay, Not necessarily a zombie plague or whatever. It's just a plague. People start, mm-hmm. people start dying and, and, and things like that. And... You know, you, it could be however you want to play. If you want to make them mutated into zombies, that's it. So it's really kind of studio choice on, on what happens with the people. If they want to have a zombie play kind of thing where they're where people are or trying to buy like other crazies people. or like twenty days yeah, go rage right virus. The whole the whole notion just has to be that people are dying in bedrock. Yeah. Okay, and it's for it's for unknown it's for unknown reasons. So as the play is spreading, bedrock is going to shit. There's riots, fires. People or people are mean. Know, confused on if they're gonna die or not, so and everything's going on. Dinosaurs are breaking down. Right? Yeah. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. just it's becoming. A People bit, are losing control of their feet, so they're they can't. Yeah, they are falling off <laughs> as, as they're as they're running. So so it's not gonna fall. It's gonna follow Fred, Wilma, Betty, and Barney. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like the kids will die off scene. Oh Jesus! Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, cool. That's yeah. So, well, the thing is, is I, I, I was, I was curious on if I could take the story and have it run with it being Pebbles and Bam Bam, but they're just too young. Uh, they can't. They can't. Well, I mean, they have teenage versions. Yeah, but I'm going. Like, you're, going so, you're going with the classic. I'm going main canon. Okay. Stand that show. So. So for me, that killed the Flintstones. Yes, I think nothing killed an asteroid killed the Flintstones. <laughs> no, it was the Bam Bam show. Right? Blue. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. Um. Okay. So the kids get die no, in an off scene. They get striker in the ball from Mortal Kombat okay. Annihilation. Yeah. So something happens to the kids in a long part of the story, and slowly but surely the main four get picked off, and eventually leaving Barney and Betty. Fred and, wow. Fred and Wilma die. Oh, okay. And so the whole goal... You want a psycho on it, too. Right. The whole goal of them is trying to get out of Bedrock. Mm-hmm. Like, we've never been out of Bedrock before. We don't know what's out there, but it has to be better than what we have going on here. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're trying to escape Bedrock as this is, as this is happening. I kind of have a feeling where you're going. If you are going to where I think you're going, I will say it after you're done. Okay. Go for it. So just as they're about to get out of Bedrock... Betty is gone in some capacity. She dies by the plague. She gets attacked by a riot. Whatever. Betty is gone. Betty is removed from the story. Barney escapes Bedrock. And as he's escaping Bedrock, he's left in just desolate land because they're in rock territory. All of a sudden, he comes upon plantation. Like, not plant, not plant, vegetation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as he's exploring the vegetation, he's going through, he comes upon a city. So, he happens upon a city. But it's not just a city, it's Jetson's city. <laughs> it's so advanced technology. It's advanced technology. So what comes to find out is Bedrock City is a social experiment by the government that runs Jetson City to see what to see the behavior of people when removed and isolated from technology. Mm-hmm. Because in their world, technology is rampant, and so they're wondering, does does technology corrupt people? So they created Cro-Magnon people, and they're seeing, they're observing it, and they had to get rid of them somehow because the mm-hmm. experiment's over, so that's why they injected a plague. Oh, so it's kind of a... I guess like uh, like Truman Show, twenty eight days later in the building. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, no! Yeah. It's the flat out. It's the truth of the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. The time machine never worked. All it did was put them on the fucking ground. Yes. So, so yeah. Well, like at first I thought you were going straight village with. No, I love yeah, the no, Jetsons. But then you threw the Jetsons in it. I'm like. Oh no! I was yeah. hoping you would. Yeah, I, I was so hoping you would. From earlier. Yeah. Hollywood, we are standing by our phone yeah. waiting. So like the, the, literally. If they can make the Banana Splits movie, yeah. what mm-hmm. they did, yeah. a fucked up Flintstones meet the Jetsons, yeah. like that, yeah. would fucking work. The Jetsons, the Jetsons community controlled the Flintstones community and killed them in the end because the experiment was over and they couldn't introduce them to the new world, mm-hmm. so they just killed them by a plague that they started and Barney's the only one left alive and mm-hmm. finds Jetson City. Jetson City. Jetson City. Now we're to our kill shots. And we've already done what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The fuck is going to happen here? <laughs> okay. You're, 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 you're on the plate, dude. Okay, <laughs> well, 
my kill shot, I uh, call this one a kill shot because I know it's going to trigger a lot of people. Um, um, now, I'm going to have to start off with uh, saying, because, you know, you, you had mentioned it earlier, and I'm like, oh, God, you know, when you said that uh, Mr. Rogers uh, would, should be a saint when we were talking about the whole Patreon nice. thing, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say that um, Mr. Rogers is a national treasure. I'm going to get that out of the way. But, uh, well, you so, know how we all feel about Mr. Rogers here, mm -hmm. but also from what I've talked about in the past, I think I've talked to you about mm -hmm. most of the time. I kind of probably mentioned it to you. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, God. You, no, go. You want me to go? Okay. <laughs> no, because well, it's good because I'm like, I, I, I'm excited to see where the fuck you're going. All right. <laughs> Just the caveat that Mr. Rogers is intriguing. Oh, yeah. exactly. So say, you know, because, you know, what you, what you got with Mr. Rogers, especially as an individual, you know, you, you know what you see is what you got. Right. Now, say, you know, Mr. Rogers was just a character, and I mean just a character. Um, you take that, and you take that, you know, moral compass away, and what if you made Mr. Rogers a little more like Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> so, he's there going, oh, hey, neighbor. Yes, I'd like to eat her liver with a fiber beans and a Chianti. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> We're going to... Wear the skin of Mr. Mailman today. <laughs> you know, and he slices. So is he doing this on yes. the show? Yes, he's doing this on the show. Okay, so as mm -hmm. it, I would mm -hmm. assume at this point, like, mm -hmm. so he's not doing this every week because you can't do that. No. But, so he's hijacked the production. He's hijacked the production. And he's just going off on his psycho trip. Yes. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Can I throw a Treasure and Adventure thing in it and kind of throw where my mind is kind of going with this? Well, sure, you can. He's doing the show and everything. He's doing this. We're seeing him do repeated shows. The camera crew and everything is like going along with it. And people are watching this. i like, what the? F like, you're in the theater watching this. And then at the end, it's revealed he's in a padded cell. And he's talking to the security monitor. And the guys in the security room are going like, does this every fucking day? So I love where you go with it, but no, in mine there is no padded cell. No, this is actually happening. Okay. Yeah. And basically, he's the one doing, you know, the camera, you know, all the camera work and stuff like that because he's, uh, you know, you could say he's either killed all oh, the, the people, yeah. or that's where I started. Or, or this has all been in his mind. You know, the whole TV show thing has been in his mind, and I got inspired by this because there was the uh, mailman that you know was going, "Come on, come on, Mister, uh, Mr. you know, Mister McFeely, Mister McFeely, thank you." Mm -hmm. So he's having Mister, um, you know, Mister McFeely's giving on him, saying, "Okay, well, you got this puzzle for a little bit. You got to put it together." And you know, it's like it's like, well, I'll teach you for making me rush. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna wear your skin, motherfucker. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So, so he does this. Uh, yeah? No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you know, like I said, he just... <laughs> like I said, I could see him envisioning his skin going, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll teach him. All right, now we're going to put this puzzle together in our own time. <laughs> you know? So, Is there a resolution? Have you? Do you have an ending? Um, an ending for it. Um, well... Let's see. I um, think a full Hamble Lecter with it and just let him roam to Earth. <laughs> I was, I was, I was thinking about just letting him get away. All right. You know, yeah. it's like you know, like you know, that. like people are trying to get on there, and he's just like uh, he goes, "Oh, hello, neighbor." And, you know, it just it just ends with him going, "Hello, neighbor," to a whole new neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. You he know, just, he just disappears. <laughs> yeah. And pops up like on the freaking WB or yeah. something. Yeah. Just like stepdad, he changes his image or changes his sweater, and you can't recognize there the guy. Right. So there that you go. That was awesome. So okay. there, that, that, that was that was that was my trigger. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we had the theme song talk with the 
Reading Rainbow song. Oh, God. He does the theme song for oh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, he, he sings it well. Yeah. He, uh, I would well, say he, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Singing. You could even, you know how that whole thing with that whole stuck in the middle with you thing? Yeah. You know, just have, you know, him, you know, putting pouring gas all over the place as he makes his escape. Yeah. That's what's happened. Oh, well. We can't stay here, boys and girls. It's time for us to go. And he starts pouring gas all over the house. It's a neighborly day in the beauty wood. A neighborly oh, day like in all the songs. Like, you know, be a way to do it. Yeah. yeah. To go to the uh, Fred Rogers, mm-hmm. like, That's estate, everything, and then student going, like, here is $5 million. This is half of our budget. Mm-hmm. This is to donate to you guys yeah. to <laughs> make sure, you know, we have no ill intent here. Yeah. But we want to use the songs. Yeah. It's, it, yes. Exactly. Yeah, I would use all the songs. I would. Yes. All the all the big ones. Yeah. It's like, won't you be my? Flick the big letter. Yeah. Won't you be my my neighbor? And you hear that little predator, yeah. you know, thing go off. Well, as it, if it, he's it, going Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. I like you the way you are. Oh yeah. I've been seeing that as he's carving into something. Oh yeah. <laughs> going. Yeah. As he's cooking him. Well, yeah. I would do that while he's cooking. Oh yeah. While he's cooking him, I like you just the way you are. Yeah, yeah. I was like, good lord. Mm, maybe a little more salt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know? <laughs> All right. Oh, God. So going oh. off Mr. Rogers. Okay. Hannibal it's a hard one to follow. Oh, but thank damn. you. I think Nick's going to listen to this going like, God damn it, I missed this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, since you had your little caveat before yours, uh-huh. I got to have a little bit of caveat before mine. Go for it. Because the history behind the one I'm going to hit it's a little bit of a messed up history towards this movie, and I want, rightfully so. Rightfully so, because <laughs> when I say the title, everybody's going to react. Mm-hmm. I want it to be when you hear the the title of the movie when I get done with it, you forget about the original racist bullshit one beforehand, mm-hmm. and you're thinking that fucked up horror movie, Song of the South. Zippity doodah, zippity fuck. <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> When me and Doug were kind of passing this idea okay. back and forth, we were throwing different titles out, and he th- it was a me or you that threw out Song of the South. You threw out Song of the South. I oh threw out Song of the South, and Doug was like, dude, that's fucked. Yeah. But then, I'm at work, of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I kind of let it gestate in my brain, like, what can I do with this? Kind of giving myself that challenge. And here we go. The character of Uncle Remus is now played by Samuel L. Jackson. Ah. As rightfully should be. Yeah. And he's in this cabin. It's post-Civil War and everything. And they're getting ready to move on with their lives because emancipation and everything. And his niece and nephew are in there, and he's telling them stories and everything. But then the house starts getting attacked by tar babies. <laughs> and I'm not talking the original Song of the South, tar babies. I'm talking there's this apocalyptic rain going. And tar now stands for turf and rain. Oh, my God. And it creates these creatures in the vein of chud creatures. (laughs) Start attacking the cabin. And the kids are freaking out. So Uncle Remus decides to start telling them a story about Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Hare. Now, Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, and Mm -hmm. Br'er Bear. Mm -hmm. And during that story, we get the animated sequence, like Mm -hmm. we did in the original movie. Right. But now it starts with Br'er Fox chasing Br'er Rabbit. Mm -hmm. And during their chase, they disturb Br'er Bear and his hibernation. So the bear wakes up and starts chasing after them. Starts to become a killer chase movie in the vein of, like, Friday the 13th and everything. Right, and right. during this time, Br'er Bear stumbles into, like, some kind of a poisonous plant area. Like, hallucinogenic mushrooms or right. something like that. Bear starts tripping balls. 
This will definitely get the kids, the kids off the mind of those terrible tar babies. And then in. <laughs> during that time, the bear will crash into like a fallen log or something where uh-huh. the bark really won't like embed into his face where like it's a bunch of blood, but it'll at least this bark will embed into his face like a fucking hockey mask. Oh my god! Where it's a full on killer in the woods chase movie now, <laughs> and we go back and forth between live-action cartoon, and kind of the moral of that story is Uncle Remus trying to tell his nieces and nephews, like, sometimes in the darkest of evil, you have to stand your ground and stand up. And that kind of gives a little bit more of a better tone than the original. I think so. And that's about it, where it's the they finally are able to escape the area and get onto the road to freedom and enjoying the post-Civil War world. <laughs> <laughs> you know... <laughs> now I really want to see that. I want to see that cover, you know that that that, that, that poster yeah. with Samuel Jackson's eye. Yeah, it just says "Zippity Doodah, motherfucker." <laughs> oh, before you guys even ask, uh, the cover of "Zippity Doodah" mm-hmm. um, during the final battle with the Tar Babies and Uncle uh, Remus and everything. I felt bad saying that, but uh, but it's Turf and Rain. Yes, Turf and Rain. Uh, Rob Zombie will be covering the Zippity Doodah. <laughs> and then during the closing credits, like I mentioned before, Billie Eilish will do the kind of melodic, melatonin mm-hmm. uh, Zippity Doodah cover. <laughs> so, <laughs> Song of the South is my kill shot. I like it. Because it's kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. So we're, two for, so we're two for two for... But, uh, two but for less two fucked than the original. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A whole new level of fucked. A whole, yeah. A more positive level of fucked. Right. Because, like I said, I'd rather people be like, oh, we're going to watch Song, Song of the South. A fucking horror movie? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, hey, at least when I don't, the horror that I attributed was deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I can't give you the title... Of my kill shot without revealing who the character is. And the character reveal for all this is the kill shot part of it. Alright. So I'm going to set, I'm going to paint the picture of the story and then reveal the character and then tell you what the IP it's based off of. Sounds quite fun. Okay. So, distant future can be whatever year you want it to be. It just has to be sometime in the future. Okay. Antichrist comes back. Or comes to fruition. Okay. So, wreaking havoc on the world, gonna just destroy the world, you know, thousand years of darkness, hell, all that shit. Mm-hmm. God has to release his weapon against the Antichrist. And all the angels think it's gonna be the, the, the second coming of Jesus, and it's gonna be mm-hmm. the purest of good, the purest of, 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 of no sin, and all this, and God says, no. I didn't tell any of you guys this, but that is not the weapon against the Antichrist. I had to create the ultimate pure evil. The only way to fight pure evil is with more pure evil. So God releases his weapon, or taps his weapon, because his weapon's already here on earth. Mm -hmm. He taps his weapon for the ultimate battle against the Antichrist, and this person is the embodiment of pure evil, and that person is... President Donald Trump. (laughs) President Donald Trump is only in existence because he was the embodiment of pure evil and is created solely to fight the Antichrist. So, the title obviously is The Apprentice, (laughs) The Coming of the Antichrist. (laughs) Now, you think, battle, 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 Mm -hmm. 
all of that. Trump is so evil, he sides with the Antichrist. Antichrist destroys the world, and now Antichrist and Trump rule the world. <laughs> so kind of like Cabin in the Woods, basically, no matter what, we're fucked. Yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> all because the faith of humanity was left in the arms of Donald Trump. And then it should be a cutaway scene during the credits, God going, fuck. And then it'll be the post-credits scene, all the, uh, all the angels are going, really? <laughs> what? What? You can't what? win them all. <laughs> Sir, did you really think this was going to work? Well, I actually, you know, I'm, omni, I'm omnipresent, and I thought that would work. Yeah, yeah. my bad, guys, my bad, my bad. Well, uh, hey... Let's let's make a new one. Well, so, you know? Okay, <laughs> we all had songs and everything, so what would be the closing credit song? What if God was one of us? John Osborne. Just a slob. <laughs> you know what? And I, I, I like the idea of that's the song. Mm-hmm. And I really, really would like the, the song to be performed. <sighs> Who could it be? <laughs> By Trump? No, come no, on. No. You, know, you, you, people, you don't want to make. Oh God, that's something right in Hollywood Babylon. <laughs> Have Donald Trump sing "God Is One." Nobody call him on the phone. Except for the Pope, maybe wrong. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go completely like. Fucked up, but like the the Vatican boy choir. <laughs> oh God, just have a choir singing. What if God was one yeah, of us? Yeah, like it's got to be a little boy angelic choir. Oh God, that works. Yep, that works. I love it. You guys wanted fucked up. I was like, even, okay, how? Let's, let's destroy uh, the world. Uh, take it one step further with your Manson? necklace. No, not have Manson. Have a Manson song like Antichrist Superstar sung by a freaking boy choir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, personal Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just have them all qu- singing in the choir going, reach out, touch me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just have everybody <laughs> sitting in the theater looking at the screen going, the fuck did we just watch? Yep. Rewind yep. that. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? That would definitely be a word of mouth movie. Oh, God, yeah, because yeah. it'd be like, did you see this fucking movie? Yeah. <laughs> did you see the fucking Donald Trump movie? <laughs> the Donald Trump they, they put him in another movie? Well, it really isn't him. It's a dude playing him. Mm-hmm. Because the guy that made the movie... Wanted nothing to do with the military. Oh, hell no. Hell, hell, hell no. And I wouldn't even ask permission to use his yeah. name. Because it's satire. Like, if anything, so if prosthetics any, that he couldn't even recognize. If anything, it would be Donald Trump. It would be Donald Trump. No. Like his, his, his birth name. Well, no, well, it's satire. You yeah. can't touch him on satire. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Well, I wouldn't want him touching me even not yeah. satire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That shit that would is, burn. Honestly, that's the only way I know where California will end talking about Trump. Yeah. It works. But it works. It works very well. Yeah, God, you want it, fun. You want it fucked up. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have Donald Trump the destroy king, the world. Sir, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think we covered fucked all, uh, all, all around. Yeah, because like leading into it, I was thinking like the kill shots, they're not going to be competition. Because yeah. clearly now, because there's no competition, because they're all pretty level. Yeah, they are. We just decided to all just destroy humanity in completely separate ways. Mm. You decided <laughs> you decided you decided to destroy the goodness in humanity yeah. by taking the purest mm. good person in this world and turning him into a psychopathic yeah. cannibal. You decided to take the embodiment of racism done by a completely corporate conglomerate and turn it into a positive reinforcement story involving a psychotic bear with a wooden hockey mask. (laughs) And I had the Antichrist team up with the actual Antichrist (laughs) and destroy the world. Nowhere, California. This quality since 2011. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought this was going nowhere. (laughs) This is honestly one of my favorites. Oh, cool. 
So, I don't think there's any way to wrap that up. No, there's no segue for that. No. So, with that being said, this has been Josh. This has been Phil. And this has been Doug. And you've been listening to the 8th Annual Halloween Extravaganza. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs>